Section 8 of Dallam's Travels with an Organ to the Grand Seigneur, 1599-1600, by Thomas Dallam. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Sue Anderson. The same day, anchor was weighed, and we under sail. But we profited little, for before the morning we came to an anchor again, something near to the same place the next day being the sixteenth day we weighed anchor again and were becalmed before the great town of chios very near unto it but our master would not suffer any man to go ashore the nineteenth of july we came to the island tenedos the which is right over against the south end of the platte or ruins of the great city of troy the wind being directly against us and also a great current which comes from the river of hellespont the dardanelles we came to an anchor by the shore near to that south gate of troy a great part of the gate is yet standing with some huge pieces of those mighty walls that hath been the twentieth day we weighed anchor again but could do no good for the wind and current was against us and we came to an anchor again near to the same place the twenty-first day died a boy called john felton who was born at yarmouth also the same day i and some more of our company went ashore and saw some monuments in troy pieces of walls escutcheons and marble pillars we being come aboard again two of the great turks galleys came by us some rowing and some sailing because they should not come aboard us our master caused anchor to be weighed and towards night the wind failing we came to an anchor again the twenty-second day two frigates which came down the river hellespont seeing our ship and knowing her to be a ship from england by her flag in the main top two english men that were in one of the frigates desired of their captain that they might hail our ship the captain was very willing so to do the which our captain or master perceiving and knowing the frigates to be turks and because they should not come aboard us he caused anchor to be weighed with all speed for the turks condition is such that if they come aboard the captains would have had a present or begged something so by that time that they were near come unto us we were under sail then the two englishmen called unto us and after some salutations they told our master that there was coming at hand the admiral of the great turk's navy and in his company fifteen galleys more and also showed how we might know the admiral from the rest for his galley had two lanterns on his poop and the rest but one apiece and so these frigates departed no sooner were the frigates gone but we descried the galleys very near unto us for they came down the river hellespont 
at a corner by the walls of Troy. The sight of these galleys, to our thinking, was a marvelous show. They were so curiously painted with fair colors and good varnish. The slaves that were in them rowing sat all naked. As they were rowing towards Tenedos, the wind came fair for them, and then they cut their sails, and the slaves were covered with a piece of canvas that overspread them all. When the galleys were under sail, they showed much better than they did before. The sails were made of cotton wool, and one cloth very white, and the other very blue, and the masts of the same colors. As they were sailing by us, our master caused the gunners to give them three pieces, the which was but miserably done, yet being so near the walls of Troy, the echo was such that every piece seemed to be five by the report. Then the admiral sent a galley unto us to demand his present, and also to ask why we did salute him no better the galley being come unto us with his message our master answered that the admiral's present was cocked under the hatches neither did he know what it was until he came to our ambassador at constantinople and for that there was no better salutation or more shot given to the admiral the reason was that he did not know that the admiral was there if he had, he would have given him all the ordnance in our ship. This excuse being made, the captain of that galley, who did not come aboard us, but sent a little boat to our ship's side, for the galley durst not come near us, but the men in this boat said that their captain might not return to his admiral, except he carried him some small present. Then our master, making diligent search in our ship, he found two holland chests, the which he sent to the admiral. Then the captain of that galley demanded a present for himself. Our master answered that he had nothing. Then he desired to have some tobacco and tobacco pipes, the which in the end he had. And so he sailed to Tenedos, where the admiral and the rest of the galleys were come to an anchor. At his departure, our master gave him one piece with the shot. About two hours after this galley was gone, the wind being very small, and took a short right before Cape Janissary, by some people called the Cape of Janissaries. There I went ashore with some of our merchants, where we found a little scattering village inhabited with greeks there we bought some bread and hens also there we saw more at large the ruins of the walls and houses in troy and from thence i brought a piece of white marble pillar the which i broke with my own hands having a good hammer which my mate harvey did carry ashore for the same purpose and I brought this piece of marble to London. This Cape Janissary is about ten miles from Tenedos. Now, being come aboard our ship, 
we set sail the same day and entered into the river hellespont seven leagues and there came to an anchor near unto the two castles called sestos and abydos sestos is in thracia and abydos in little asia these two castles are very strongly kept for the defence of entering the straits of hellespont aforesaid which is the way that all shipping must pass by that goeth to constantinople the twenty-fourth a captain of one of the castles came aboard our ship and brought with him a present diverse other turkish captains came aboard us in the time that we stayed there and also the consul of gallipoli being there by chance he came aboard us this consul is a friar and very fine gentleman august in the time that we stayed here for a wind we went many times ashore but what happened and what we saw at this time i pass over but our ambassador who was then at constantinople hearing that our ship had lain long there for a wind he sent down a chermagee a boat rowed by slaves to fetch up certain letters and also for us that were for the present in the chermagee came master thomas glover master bailey of salisbury and a janissary from constantinople to that place is near about two hundred and fifty miles the next morning being the fifth of august not only we that were for the present but also master may our preacher and other gentlemen that went to serve the ambassador would needs leave the ship and go with us for it was thought by our physicians that one of our sailors was infected with the plague the chermagee could not carry us all but master glover did hire two boats more we were in all sixteen with master glover and master bailey the sixth day we arrived at gallipoli and coming to the italian consul's house who is a friar he received us very kindly but our stay was so short that we had no time to see the city having fair wind we made haste to see again about the middle of the night following having no wind at all and our men weary with rowing we went ashore where we found three or four windmills and the walls of an old castle though it was very dark yet some of our men rode up and down till they found a little cottage where they got some fire others broke down an old hedge and so we made a great fire under the castle wall at gallipoli the day before at our going to sea we bought half a mutton and here we boiled the one half and roasted the other though it was but in a homely fashion yet we eat both merrily and sweetly our fire was so large that we had heat enough before the morning we went to sea again when it was day the wind rose so great that we were forced to go ashore and to haul our boats on land at a great town called relisea 
there we found wine and bread great plenty but some of our company did walk into the fields and entered into a vineyard to gather grapes but being pursued by the greeks that owned the vineyard they were not only in danger of receiving some hurt but also of losing their garments cuthbert bull had lost his cloak and one that went to be the ambassador's cook was pinioned his girdle and knives taken away but one master gonzal a very stout man redeemed those things again and made the greeks run away for he beat them with their own weapons but not in their own ground then the poor greeks made a great complaint unto the governor of the town who was then in our company and had brought us a sheep for a present he quickly made us all friends and master glover was very willing to make the greeks restitution for the hurt was done them the governor or captain of this town is a very stout and strong man of his person but activity he had none for some in our company did prove him many ways he could neither run leap wrestle pitch the bar the stone upon the hand throw the sledge neither any defence with sword or cudgel but if he did catch a man in his arms fathom-wise he would so crush him that he would make his heart ache and ready to stop his breath he being asked the reason why he could do none of these exercises he answered that turks would never practise the same that christians did at this town we stayed all night the next morning our captain master glover gave unto this governor or captain two or three pieces of gold called sequins for his love and good company for he was very willing to make us merry and loath that we should depart the same day being the eighth day we took our journey by land towing our boats by the shore ten miles in the afternoon we came to a town called hora for our boats was not able to go any further the wind was so high and the sea so rough there we stayed all night at this town but especially at the last before is great store of corn and vineyards very good also great store of silkworms wine a pottle for one penny but the inhabitants of all these towns are very poor the turks doth keep them so under levying upon the fruits of these poor people's labours all this country which we travelled through from over against troy or the place where we left our ship is thracia wherein constantinople doth stand End of section eight.